P.G. Woodhouse. Mr. Woodhouse, uh, how many books in all have you written? I always try to make it one a year, and I'm 82 now, so I suppose it must be 82. <laughs> now, there's a question that a lot of people have asked me, and I don't know the answer, whether there ever was a particular man, uh, a living human being, that gave you the idea of uh, Bertie Wooster. I wouldn't say any definite individual, but that type was very prevalent in the, the days when I was in and about London, you know, in 1911, 12, and 13. Before the First War? Yes. Late Anthony Mildmay, Lord Mildmay, the steeplechaser, he was very much the type of Bertie Wooster. Uh, do you find that since the Second War he's become an historical character? He does. Oh, that. absolutely. I don't know whether it's legitimate to go on writing about him. But I think you once mentioned that uh, the strangest countries now are Oh, yes. Up. Occasionally get a Jeeves from Japan or Yugoslavia or somewhere like that. They're very popular in India in the Penguin edition. I keep getting a lot of letters from India. Well, do they see these books for what they are? I mean, or do they take them very seriously as social documents? Oh, I shouldn't think that's possible, is it? I think they must read them just as farces. I don't suppose they think they're sort of satirical stuff. Do the communist countries buy them? Uh, they've started again now. I was banned in Hungary. Do you remember a few years ago, a great number of English authors were banned in Hungary? I was one of them. I suppose they thought my stuff was too little about the proletariat and too much about the earls and dukes and but so But couldn't on. they, uh, uh, couldn't, for instance, a communist country uh, pretend to uh, the readers that this was an accurate or a devastating picture of the yes, decadence of the could, yes. Well, now, how about the translations? This must be a, a tremendous feat. Yes, I, I well, I think they miss an awful lot, you know. Osborne wrote a thing in Punch some years ago about my stuff translated into French, and he showed how they, whenever they came to a difficult bit, they rather apt to dodge it, you know. They'd, uh, they'd put down something that uh, much straighter than what I'd written. Well, now, they couldn't get the slang, I suppose. Of the elements of your own comic style, it strikes me more and more, in reading the latest book, that probably you're the only man who's ever combined this very uh, formal and polished uh, 19th century style with contemporary English slang, with American contemporary slang. <laughs> now, you must have been aware of that all through your life. I suppose you? so, yes. Because you came here very young, didn't you? Yes, I was I, about 23, I think, when I first came here. But I've noticed in this in this book it's possible to, to go along and pick out words like guff and lark and the lads, which is pure English. Yes. And then to pick out the most contemporary American slang, which is woven in correctly. Yes. You see what I mean? Oh, yes. Do you miss uh, living in England? Well, not really. I, I, you see, I never have, have lived in England very much. I was in France for so many years, and then I was over here. Well, would you attribute your ability to uh, freeze and immortalize uh, an English type to the fact that you weren't too close to it? Oh, I think so, especially my sort of stuff, because, I mean, I, 
I will first to admit it's not true to life. I mean, it's uh, it's probably Edwardian. Though and I met a fellow like Bertie. Well, there wouldn't be any Berties now. They're not with valets like Jeeves. Nobody's ever... A young bachelor wouldn't have a valet now, would he? And, of course, in my day, they all did. But uh, there are still in the United States, I'm always staggered to go into, uh, uh, occasionally, into, into big houses and find that the last of the Jeeves are in the United States. They are, yes, that's perfectly true. But uh, isn't it true that the butler is creeping back a little in England now? Well, there's a book uh, written, uh, I don't know if you know it, called What the Butler Saw. Oh, yes, rather, I read it's that. It's a wonderful right. history, isn't it? Isn't it? And the, the, there is a sort of preliminary thesis there that the automation is going to throw so many people out of work that uh, by 2000, every middle-class family will need to have four servants to keep people employed. <laughs> So there may be a tremendous revival in, in Jeeves. It may set yes. the model. Uh, something else occurred to me. I wondered if the literary uh, origin of Wooster was not in Dombey and Son, in Mr. Toots. Might quite easily have been. Toots I is the Brighton Academy. I think it's much more likely to have started with uh, the old gaiety shows, you know, George Grossmith and G.P. Huntley and people like that. Difficult to say how one gets a character. But I he... think a character develops very much as you, uh, if you go on writing book after book about it. Of course, in my stuff, I always tried to get the love story set first. The plot? I think it was Guy Bolton used to say, the, get your love story right and the comedy will take care of itself. It doesn't actually, but it, it's a very good rule to go by. I mean, it makes a sort of solid foundation for a book. Do you have any uh, uh, feeling about uh, uh, repeating yourself, or are there any books that you've forgotten completely that you wrote? I mean, it's a nightmare, that, repeating oneself. You know, I, I, it's awful when you're writing a book. I don't think it happened with this one, but with the one I've got coming out next year, I suddenly found there were long passages in it which occurred in other books of mine. And yet you can't, if you've got I've written 82 books, you can't reread them all. Over to see. Over to see before you start writing the new one. Well, is this a matter that the, that the plot suggested the same approach, or this was actual yeah, it total wasn't recall? It's not plot so much, it's phrases like throwing a purse of gold, or uh, what's another one I'm very fond of? Uh, are you ever inclined to, to uh, make a big jump into completely contemporary material? Well, I'm not sure I can manage it. This, this one's coming out next year. There's nothing to date it at all. It, it could all have happened yesterday. But, I mean, you're not moved by things like uh, astronauts or urban renewal. Oh, no, no. Oh, I feel much happier with the uh, sort of atmosphere I'm accustomed to. Since the Blanding's castles have now all gone into the National Trust. Uh, has it occurred to you to write a book about them, uh, about the uh, rather squashed life of the inhabitants? I, no, I don't think so. I know, I know my Blandings is entirely out of date now. I don't suppose anybody could keep up an establishment like that anymore, but I don't feel like but spoiling it. And you don't find it giving out? By the time this Blandings... 
novel appears. It'll be exactly 50 years since I started writing them. And some of the same characters? Yes. Uh, timeless, like people Time, in comic yes. strip. Oh, yes. That's a thing I've never seen the necessity of doing. I mean, the necessity of having my characters keep up with my own age. I mean, obviously, if if you do that, I mean, Jeeves started in 1916, so presumably he'd be about 90 or something like that. <laughs> Bertie would or be more. about 70. But I never can see why one's got to do that. Well, this is a good way of cashing in on your own immortality, isn't it? Yeah. Because it does make a, a perpetual folk figure. Yes, that's right. It stays I mean, at nobody, the same age like yes. Oliver Twist. 